Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we delve into the darkest recesses of the internet to find something interesting or even comprehensible. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff. I'm Louisa Heron. We're back to our standards. That's true. I switched back to. I'm no longer a Kowalski. I've been excommunicated from the family. Yeah, we don't, um, we don't want to talk about what he did. Get out of here! Can't you see we don't want you anymore? Um, <laughs> that's a guys. solid. That's a solid John Lithgow. Yeah, that's thank pretty you good. very much. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, here's yeah. my great idea that I was about to say before we started recording, and then you said save it for the podcast. Yeah, okay, I'm ready. The Plymouth Dip. It is a sandwich, like a French dip, but instead of uh, beef and Swiss cheese, <clears throat> mm-hmm. it is a turkey and stuffing, like, leftover sandwich that you dip in turkey gravy. Hmm. I like it, but... Is this going to copyright infringe on the hot brown? The what? What's the hot brown? <laughs> Have you never heard of the hot brown? It's a famous sandwich. I've heard of it, but I don't uh, know what it is. I don't like the name of it. <laughs> I know, I'll just type hot br- from- Hold on, I'm going to type hot brown into my Google real quick. Oh no! <laughs> oh no, you've been arrested already. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta bring out the sandwich, and that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's from Kentucky. Uh, it's a turkey with uh, some kind of... No, it has a cheese sauce, I think. Oh, oh yeah, it does appear to have a cheese sauce. Yes, sauce Mornay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, is there, so I is guess there, we're in the clear. Is there a better name for this? I was trying to think of what a good, like, Thanksgiving-y version of French dip would be. Uh, freedom dip. Oh, God. No. <laughs> Jeff, that's 4th of July, obviously. <laughs> Ooh, what's <laughs> on a 4th... Four- What's our 4th of July dip sandwich? Easy. You uh, dip a hot uh, dog in gravy. <laughs> no, you, you, yep. dip, you dip a hot dog in uh, whipped cream. <laughs> oh, no. Gross. No, we want it to be edible. How come we don't dip hot dogs, by the way? Because they're the perfect shape sandwich to dip into something. It's true. It's like people designed sausages anticipating dipping being a trend. Yeah, exactly. We dip, we dip breakfast sausages in syrup sometimes. When you say we, yeah, you, you mean, mean you. Yeah, uh, no, I've other never people done do that. This. I've never done that. Sometimes because... I will use a p- if there's if there's gr- if there's syrup on the plate. Yeah, I will use my sausage to mop it up. But I feel like you would need to be some kind of animal <laughs> to put your sausage in a ramekin of syrup. Yeah. Well, on, you Jeff. you uh, come from a nation where they respect sausage. Yeah. And I they put a lot of breadcrumbs in there. <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. true. It does make them good. I but... come from a nation where sausage is garbage food that you feed to pigs after making yeah. it out of them. And we are all become pigs in this dystopian present. Yep. Animal farm. How, how come how, <laughs> It's about a bunch of people who become pigs, right? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Animal farm sausages. spirited away, it's all the same. <laughs> Uh, that's what the island was in, uh, Pinocchio. Yep. You eat sausage oh, yeah. and you turn into pigs. You're, how, how broken were the imaginations of, like, 1940s Americans that they were like, hmm, what's the worst thing that could happen to a kid? Oh, turning into a donkey. There are so many stories about kids being cursed with being turned into donkeys. When I was a kid, I would have fucking loved to have turned into a donkey. <laughs> yeah, that would have that ruled. It would have. A head empty, no thoughts, just eat trash. Yeah, kick, <laughs> kick the shit out of anyone you don't like. Oh, it's great. He, he knows nothing. He knows he knows nothing but wallow. Yep. Our donkey's known for eating trash. That's the point I want to bring up. I would. If I was a donkey, I would eat as much trash as I goddamn okay. wanted, Louisa. Right. Absolutely. Well, couldn't tell me otherwise, because then I wouldn't give you a ride down into the Grand Canyon. 
Dominic the Donkey, the story of a person who got cursed, turned into a donkey, and has to deliver presents for Santa Claus, but also gets to eat trash. Louisa, I've told you this before. If you want to sell this conspiracy theory, you need to record a prequel song to Dominic the Donkey. <laughs> what would that even be about? Oh, man. His life is a human? About, it would be about him getting cursed by a witch. Jiggity jig, hee-haw, hee-haw, it's Dominic the Child. Yeah. Ooh, here's the Italian Christmas child. <laughs> no, hold on. The Italian Halloween child, because we make Whoa. the story of being cursed Ooh, by a witch a Halloween song, therefore a prequel to a Christmas song. Is there any way we can work Streganona into this? She's yes. my favorite Italian yes. witch. She then gets a song of her own from her point of view. Mm-hmm. She's the one who cursed the child because she hates kids. He ate not my sure pasta. Exactly. He ate my magic pasta. What was so I supposed to do? He somehow he, he, ate he all not, of it. She's making a never ending feast for Thanksgiving. That's the song in between. Mm, okay. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, she making spaghetti for Thanksgiving? She's making a never-ending pasta bowl. <laughs> yeah. Wait, she found wait. Olive Garden. How have I not put this together before? Is Streganona the owner of Olive Garden? Is the for only sure. thing that makes sense. Yep. She has a never-ending yeah. pasta bowl. Yeah, That's okay. literally the thing she has in myth. If we write a song about her, then in can we get myth. some Olive Garden money? Yeah, could we get Olive Garden to sponsor this, uh, I don't know, what is, what is this, like an operatic cycle? <laughs> like Wagner? <laughs> Probably, yeah. One of the I, traditional themes. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Versus pasta. <laughs> I don't think Streganona's even out of copyright yet. <laughs> that can't be true. Streganona is, like, uh... From 1975. <laughs> No. Yeah, it's a children's book. Oh, yeah, well, but, yeah, but it's, it's written based on a myth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> I'm looking it up so that I can prove you wrong. Hold on. If okay. considered a folktale, it is, uh, the story is Arna Thompson type 565 The Magic Mill. So it is, uh, based on an archetypical, arch- arch- archetypal? Archetypical? Archetypical? Yeah. Uh, it's based on an archetype. Yep. Okay. okay. <laughs> is, that, uh, is that all of it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, oh, but great. like, it's it's just sort of like folklorists use these categories. Like, uh, ATU four twenty five is a Beauty and the Beast story. Um, now, is this is it possible that this? So, if Streganona is a recent creation, is it possible she's based on my other favorite Italian witch, that? Christmas witch that cuts you open and stuffs you full of garbage if you don't like your Christmas present. Holy crap, what? The Krampus? <laughs> no, there's a there's a Mrs. Creepy, the Krampus. There's a creepy Italian Christmas witch. Italian uh, I can't remember her name. Christmas witch. Frabella? Fra- Fra- Hold on. L- La Bufana? Oh yeah, maybe it's La Bufana. Uh La Bufana visits Gifts. She delivers gifts to children throughout Italy on the eve of January fifth, uh, Epiphany Eve. Yeah. Um, and sure. she's a hag who rides a broomstick. Great. Uh, she puts a stick in your stocking instead of coal if you're bad. Um, there's somebody. There's so many great world Christmas myths that need to be celebrated, and I get them all confused a lot of the time. Okay, Frau 
Perchta, Perchta, Frau Perchta is a German Christmas witch. Oh my god. Cut you open in your sleep and replace all your organs with garbage if you don't appreciate your Christmas presents. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot more of a German folklore type (laughs) of feel. That is so good though. It's incredible. Also, she has a, a cat. And if you don't wear any clothes you got for Christmas immediately after getting them, then the cat will come and eat you in your sleep. I also like that it says in the info about her on Wikipedia that she's sent to roam the countryside at midwinter. That is very creepy, and I like that one. Yeah. I'm looking at uh, the bottom of her Wikipedia article. There's a Perchton mask, because uh, (laughs) her entourage is called the Perchton. Uh, and this looks like somebody uh, ran over the Krampus with a big truck. <laughs> yeah, it's like a Krampus skin that you wear on your face. Yeah. But like, but like, he got chopped up in the face with an axe first. Sometimes it feels like American and English Christmas was like written by ad executives, and if it was. that's the case, uh-huh. it feels like all of the rest of the world's Christmas was written by H.P. Lovecraft. <laughs> yeah. I like the uh, idea. Yeah, that that's true, do... especially Dutch Christmas. <laughs> I like the uh, have always liked the idea of crowning a king for midwinter, and then mm-hmm. you have to immediately kill him to make sure that the sun comes back. Yep, that's true. Time's up, king. I've had an idea for a while. Uh, for <laughs> I think it would be a funny comedy movie where it's like a society where there's a prophecy that the the king uh, must be killed like that, like to bring back the sun. So the king just appoints someone else to be king for the month, and then it's all about that guy's adventure. I mean, that yes. is pretty much yeah, what that's they what do. happens. <laughs> They didn't yeah. kill actual kings. Kings are too smart for that to happen. Yeah. Right. But I I think it would be a fun movie, and then there isn't one. That's true. Although what there is king a Terry Ralph? Pratchett book that is basically about that. Yeah, I want King Ralph, but... <laughs> Wasn't King wanna... Ralph about, like, uh, the parliament building gets exploded? And <laughs> No, it's even better than that, Jeff. Yeah, we've talked about it before, but yes, the go entire, on. The entire royal family is posing for a picture, and they're standing in a puddle... And an electrical, like, wire falls into the puddle and kills all of them. <laughs> that would be so horrible if it happened the, in real life. The <laughs> idea that you would be able to get so many people in line for the throne all in the same place at all, mm-hmm. let alone to stand close together for a picture, is baffling. I like that uh, Battlestar Galactica basically did the serious American version of King Ralph by having the Secretary of Education become president after everyone else dies. <laughs> yeah, but if King Ralph was predicated on the idea that 99% of humanity had died, I'd be like, yeah, that seems right. <laughs> uh, that would be a better, let's do a gritty reboot of King Ralph. <laughs> it's supposed it's to be he's, he's king of the wasteland. <laughs> I do like how still it's it, it's still John Goodman. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I would crown him king of the wasteland, of course. Well, this is what I was going to say. I do think it's very funny how when was that movie? Like late eighties, early nineties. Um, in that time, they were like, "Who is the most uh, gross and uncouth human?" John Goodman. And now we're like, who is the most refined and delightful human on earth? John Goodman. <laughs> Who's yeah. Earth's single most powerful man? Yeah. John Goodman. <laughs> it really seems in retrospect like this movie should have starred Tom Arnold, right? Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. I mean, listen, there were any number of dipshits in the late 80s who could have done this better. Uh, fucking Randy Quaid is top of list. Oh, true. 
Randy Quaid as King Ralph would be an entirely different movie. Ralph is a Ralph is a fat name though. They needed a big That's fat true. party animal type. Of I mean, guy. I genuinely, not joking, believe that they wrote King Ralph for John Candy and then he died. Oh, almost definitely. Yeah. Similar to uh, Peter Venkman having been written for John Belushi. Yep. Which. I can't imagine what that Ghostbusters yeah, would have been like. It, it would be That's like Eric different. Stoltz's Back to the Future, where you watch <laughs> it and you'd be like, "Is this? This isn't a comedy anymore. This is terrifying." Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, uh, okay, Matt, what'd you so, do this week? Uh, well, I spent most of the week refreshing feeds on trying to buy a PlayStation Five, which I'm not going to talk about again, except to say it is soul crushing. <laughs> now, this is the fifth PlayStation. It's true. Mm. If it's I haven't seen PlayStations one. 1 through 4, am I going to be able to understand this one? Um, no. Although I okay. am very excited about the fact that they've said PlayStation 5 will be backwards compatible to all of the previous PlayStations, which is crazy. <laughs> I don't know if it will be, but I do still have some of my PS1 discs in a folder upstairs, so maybe. <laughs> Man, I would love to be able to pop in a PlayStation disc and, like, play some Mega Man Legends or whatever. I don't even think I have that one. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like if, like, at some point in my life, I thought, well, someday they'll release something that can play these again. Because <laughs> technology was, is cyclical. Yeah, that was founded on nothing, and it hasn't happened, but I will feel vindicated if this time it does work. But I don't think it will, because they've said at launch it will only play PS4 and PS5 games, which is still pretty good. There's but, uh, there's no reason why they can't just stick a PS1 emulator in there. Like, at this right. point, your phone can play PS1 games. Yeah, the thing that I think, like, so many people are like, they're never gonna be able to do it because the, like, system framework for PS2 and PS3 were so different or whatever, but, like, this is an extremely powerful computer, and if you just made it that it could read the disc enough to know what disc it was, and then just <laughs> download that game from from the internet, it would work fine. Uh, yeah. If you hum a few bars, I can play it. <laughs> Seriously, though, like, yeah. you just need to prove you bought it, and then they'll let you play it. That's how it should work. It won't, but that's how it would be great if it did. Work. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just... I think that they should start making game consoles with those, um, god, what are they called? There's a new type of, of circuit board that is, like, reprogrammable to imitate other circuit boards at a hardware level instead of, oh, weird. uh, uh, software emulation. Skynet technology. Yeah, it's called Skynet. <laughs> That reminds me, that reminds me of, I watched a lot of YouTube videos about, um, people, like, the, the, exploring the design of old jukeboxes right Mm. before circuit boards were invented. Mm. And a lot of the way they work is like, it's basically a giant circuit board where it's like a big old, mess of wires with metal connectors between things and it could reprogram itself by having a mechanical arm that would come down and pick up a metal bus and move it to another set of breakers so yeah. like it had an it it basically was a was allowing itself to resolder its own connections as it like played songs and that's so cool and we still don't have a good way to do that but i guess maybe now we do on like microchips and stuff uh, yeah, this is called a Field Programmable Gate Array, or FPGA, and the main thing people have been using it for is to make um, completely uh, faithful, perfect emulation machines for, like, nice. 
classic <laughs> consoles. Yeah, that would be great. I I would love that. Maybe uh, they'll maybe they'll release some kind of add-on you can plug into the back. Because the other thing I think is cool about the PlayStation Five is it's the first console. I don't know if the Xbox Series X will do this as well, but you can plug in an external drive and it can treat that as local memory, so you can play uh, like PS4 games from your hard drive. You don't have to have it on the actual console. So maybe they'll do something similar for playing older games. Uh, yeah, I think that the I think the last generation supported that too. I know the Wii U did at least. I'm not sure about uh, the main ones. Unfortunately, the Wii U we all agree is not the future of anything. It was a dead end, an evolutionary dead end for Nintendo. <laughs> it did turn out to be the future in that they everyone was like, "Well, this gamepad's a great idea," but I'm not so, so sure about the rest of it. Yeah, that's so true. They just it, ran with that. <laughs> it's wild that they handed you a giant Game Boy and was like, "Don't play games on this." Yeah, the fact that you're, you're not supposed allowed- to look at one screen but not the other at different times—that's too confusing for me. Yeah, uh, yeah, you could. There were some games where you could play just on the like gamepad screen to free up the TV. Uh, it was standard definition. It's not great <laughs> to play like Breath of the Wild on there. Yeah, I did play. Uh, I played all the way through Earthbound on the just on the tablet because it's. The same, like it was always standard definition for me, so it's yeah, not any worse. It was absolutely perfect for playing uh, any of your classic games. I'm still, I am still so angry that Nintendo didn't put the uh, what was the the store called on the virtual, the virtual console, console, yeah, on the Switch because I bought so many fucking games on that virtual console and I played them and I want to have them more now yeah. again. Yeah, it's very strange that they discontinued that like line of of that like that brand. I I don't know why. It's insane because like the dream has always been to be able to play Super Nintendo games on the handheld and like they have the whatever the, th- the subscription service is now, but it's only got 1% of the games that the virtual console had. Yeah. I know you've already emulated them Nintendo. <laughs> Every I know few, you did! Every few years, Nintendo's like, whatever we're doing, we have to stop and start something totally new, and nobody <laughs> knows why, but they have to. Whatever the thing is that, like, everyone liked about the old console, that we're getting rid of. <laughs> we're keeping yep. all the stuff everyone hated. Yep. Always. I think, I think it's something like they want, um... <clears throat> They want to have the, the freedom to release old games for more money, uh, and in different, like, ways than through that platform, which I think sucks, but I guess makes sense from a business standpoint. I don't know that it does, because it has very much undermined my faith in them. Like, I bought those games on the Nintendo Virtual Console thinking that it would mean now I will forever have access to this on whatever Nintendo platform I get in the future. And that ended up not being true, and since then, I haven't digitally bought very many of the Nintendo games. Mm. I've digitally bought a lot of games on PlayStation because I knew when the new one came out, I'd still be able to download and play them. Yeah, yeah, it's strange. I, um, yeah, like, I think a lot of companies are looking to the short-term gain of making people buy stuff again, and not thinking about the long-term effects of people being like, if I buy this, I won't really own it. And that's Yeah, 
Anyway, I'm not going to talk about that. Instead, yeah, yeah. I'm going to talk about, um, I watched for the first time this week, uh, the movie Pan's Labyrinth. Have you guys seen Pan's Labyrinth? No. Yeah, I love that movie. I've heard it's very upsetting. It yep. is very upsetting, and it's way more about fascism than I thought it was going to be. I did know it was supposed to be about fascism, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. For some reason, Guillermo del Toro is very into the Spanish Civil War. I mean, because he's Spanish, and it no, happened not very long ago. He's, he's Mexican. Yeah. Is he? I thought he was yeah. Spanish. I thought okay. so, too, because of how much he loves the Spanish Civil War. But yeah. turns out, no. he's He is uh, born and raised in Mexico. Oh, okay. Well, then I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've said before, but I mostly know the Spanish Civil War from art history class, because I never learned about it in real history, and uh, Guernica is the famous painting of that. Yep. Yeah, there's there's kind of some of that cringy stuff in this movie of, like, all of the fascists are, like, hanging around doing stuff, and then the main bad guy is, like, really bad, and all the other fascists look at each other like, we're fascists, but this guy's the worst. And it's like, <laughs> no, you're all fascists. Fuck all of you. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, it's pretty good. Doug Jones plays a weird, creepy satyr man. Of course he does. If you um, think about it, the real fascist is a goopy monster with no eyes who chases you if you eat his dinner. Yeah, he's very cool. He's also played by Doug Jones, so that's yep. fun. <laughs> um, yeah. Doug Jones learned to speak fluent Spanish to be in that movie. Isn't that crazy? They've crazy. dubbed him over anyway, though. No, did they? Yep. I don't. Oh, okay. Well, they wanted to get the mouth movements right at least. <laughs> yeah. Can you see his mouth? I, I'm not yes. sure which creature you're talking about. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. He doesn't speak as the pale man, the guy with the hand eyes. The one who looks like Mitch hands. McConnell. Yep. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, but I like I, I going back to our talk discussion about creepy witches from around the world. Like I like movies that are about how gross and scary fairy tales used to be before Disney cleaned them up. Yeah. Um, and I feel like there aren't as many of those movies as I want there to be, and this was definitely one of them, which I appreciated. Yeah. I sometimes am weirded out by the title, um, because it was translated as Pan's Labyrinth, but it is just the labyrinth of the fawn in Spanish, mm, like okay. generic, not specifically Pan. Yeah. Hmm, okay. So there's no main I character who you'd say is a Pan. No. I mean, mm, okay. there is a main character who is a fawn, but he does he does not say he is Pan. Okay. And there's not really a labyrinth. <laughs> Uh, it's, is it a uh, labyrinth it's of the a, mind? Exactly. It's an emotional <laughs> labyrinth, Matt. Yes, for sure. Um, which is fun, but I really wanted there to be a real labyrinth at some point. <laughs> I mean, there cool. is one, but it's, like, incidental. There's not a- there's no being trapped in a labyrinth sequence that I- that was what I can really I, was hoping for. Can I recommend a movie to you? And it is. Uh, yeah. Is, workshops. Yeah. Oh, labyrinth. is it Muppets Take Manhattan? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Manhattan's That's like a, a labyrinth concrete, of capitalism. It's like a concrete jungle, if you think about it. Mm, where yeah. dreams are made of. <laughs> God damn it. You beat me to it! <laughs> hey, Jeff, can you put that song at the end of the episode? Wait, what song? <laughs> Uh-oh. No, yeah. uh, Matt, you said before, having not seen this movie, which I thought you had seen at the time, you said Guillermo del Toro movies have moments that are so upsetting you wish you hadn't seen them, right? Yep. Correct. So this had some or one? Oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> many. All right. Many okay. of them. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> 
All right. Um, I think it's pretty crazy that we are all like willing to write off the fact that Guillermo del Toro is incredibly horny for very gross bugs. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're all just like, listen, this is his thing. (laughs) We're going to keep letting him put it in movies that otherwise are fun to watch. Uh, Gross. No, just stop it. Like, you don't have to put your fetish in every one of your movies, Guillermo del Toro. I don't know mm, if that's true, yes, because does. all the successful, distinctive directors I can think of do do that. Put their fetish in every movie? Yes! Yep. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I remember when I watched Crimson Peak, which is, like, not boring. the best movie, but it's okay. But there's, like, a couple of scenes of extreme close-ups of ants eating butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not related to the movie at all! It's just <sighs> in there! <laughs> Isn't it a metaphor when you think about it? I mean, probably, but yeah. it's mostly just like, mm, I didn't put any gross bugs in this movie, <laughs> and I'm Guillermo del Toro. There's like a couple moments of Crimson Peak where I'm like, hell yeah, that rules, but then there's the yeah. other two hours of the movie where I'm like, oh god. Oh man, when Tom Hiddleston gets stabbed in the face with a letter yes! opener, it's so cool. Instead of instantly dying like anyone would in another movie, he's just like, ow, and slowly pulls it out of his face. It's so gruesome. <laughs> yeah. You can see the blood welling up in his eye socket, and then he, like, collapses to the floor. Oh, it's so good! <laughs> mm, I think we know what Matt's weird fetish is now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't, is it a fetish to want to see Tom Hiddleston hurt? I don't know. Yeah, uh, yes. absolutely. One hundred, <laughs> oh, okay. Specifically him, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I actually really like Tom Hiddleston, and I think the yeah. reason I wanted to see him hurt is because he's an extremely good actor and did a very good job of acting hurt. Mm, yeah, that's true. Like, that would not be- have been as upsetting if he wasn't so good at, like, making his body shake like it was in shock because he <laughs> didn't know what was happening. When's oh, that Loki exciting. TV show come out? I don't know, but I'm gonna watch it. Because he's evil again in it, because he's not the reformed Loki that we've come to know. I thought that yeah, got cancelled. What? I thought that got cancelled? Uh, like, no, everything just ago? got pushed back. We just cancelled oh. all of Marvel's 2020 uh, and moved it to next year. Hmm, okay. Yeah. It's like it's like at the beginning of a new year when you write the wrong date on your check and then you just draw a one over the zero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, Loki, coming in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> mm, isn't that the ultimate Loki, to trick you into thinking it's going to come at a different time than it does? Yep. Is that, like, a sex thing? Yep. <laughs> Everything with Loki is a sex thing. <laughs> yeah, that's anyway, true about him. Anyway, Louisa, what did you do this week? <laughs> uh, this week, uh, a couple cooking projects. I finished making my hot sauce, so that was very exciting. Uh, the mm-hmm. peppers came out great. I know I, I talked about this a little bit last week, didn't I? Fermenting peppers? I think so. Yes, I think. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty cool. I recommend everyone try it, because it's, it's fun to see food behave in ways that you're not used to. If you're not you used to, like, fermenting. everyone try it, Louisa? Yeah. Yes, I do. People are gonna die from this. No, not possible. No. <laughs> fermented, <laughs> fermented food is the oldest thing people eat. We've survived 10,000 years on it. We're good. I mean, not all of us survived, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting. They say, um, with this hot sauce, at the end, I boiled it so that it would kill all the mm, probiotics. But if you mm. don't boil it, you have to keep burping the bottles because otherwise they'll explode. But they continue to have probiotics and then that, and that's good for your guts, I guess. Yeah. It seems like too much work to me. I want it to yeah, just be I, stable. I want to punish my guts just like they punish me. <laughs> yeah. They've earned it. 
Yep, it's true. Uh, so I did that. That felt great. Uh, I also have a project I'm planning, which is I am baking uh, six dozen cookies for an organization that provides Thanksgiving meals to people in need. And oh. it's very exciting for me to bake on such a big scale, because I usually don't ever do anything like that. Mm, this is the backdoor way we're going to get you to open a bakery, <laughs> Yeah, We're going to be like, coward. hey, remember how much you liked that? Well, here's... You know, here's just a place you could do that. Oh, what? There's a storefront? Oh, weird. I don't know. And then the stick is pulled away and the box comes down and I'm trapped. Yeah. Uh, no, if I had a place to go and bake, of course I would do that. That's the part, hard part. Okay. Well, we'll work on it. I'll get you a small business loan. Just get her, just get her another oven. <laughs> There's I tried. On top of I offered to mm. buy Louisa a new oven for Christmas last year. She no said way. no. Not a new oven, an additional oven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't need a washing machine. <laughs> every uh, nook and cranny just has an oven in it now. Yep. yep. But every part of my house is an oven. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that, but uh, that's what you're slowly doing with your house, right? You're turning it into a meat smoking locker. So if yeah, it's true. A different type I of just thing. I have an exhaust hose from my smoker just into my air conditioning unit. <laughs> that's aromatherapy, like a euphemism. <laughs> right. What? That's the most complicated euphemism ever. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So for this, I'm using two recipes and I'm doing, what did I say? Did I say six dozen? I meant six dozen of each kind. So I'm doing 12 dozen total. Okay. But I'm using two recipes, so I have to triple each one and then each one is in different measuring units, which I'm still, I still have to rewrite them so I don't accidentally look at the wrong thing. But one's in ounces and one's in grams. So it took me some uh, math figuring to figure out how much I needed to buy of things. Okay. Which is very frustrating. So is your fridge just like completely full of useless cookie ingredients right now? Uh, not that much. One of the okay. cookies uses pumpkin uh, as the thing that gives the cookie the moisture, so that cookie doesn't have any eggs. So I only needed eggs for one. So I only need one carton of eggs, and then the other one doesn't use very much butter. So I only had to buy two pounds of butter. So, but it's yeah, fun. I, uh, it's fun to buy I did stuff. my shopping for. We're 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 recording this in the week leading up to Thanksgiving. I'm not sure when mm -hmm. it's going to come out, but um, I got I did my shopping for all of my Thanksgiving cooking that I'm going to be doing, and uh, I ended up with like three and a half pounds of butter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm but hoping I don't use all of it, but you put butter in almost everything for Thanksgiving. Yeah, plus butter never uh, you never you never have that go bad before you use it all. I find it's true. Yep. Um. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm going to try making a pie. And we'll see how that goes, because I've never done a very great job of making a pie. Mm, what kind of pie? A pecan pie, my favorite. Mm, all right. Yeah, I know you hate it, but I love it. I so do, that's... I'm just thinking about it. Lucky, <laughs> luckily, I'm making Thanksgiving dinner for just me and my wife and no one else. <laughs> so e we each get all of our favorite things. Yeah, that's good. That That's a bit tough, though, because as you think about Thanksgiving foods, there are way yeah. too many, so you really have to pare it down. It's true, but it does mean, like... I think everyone does this, but I mean, there are people out there who just put a little bit of everything on their plate, but most people, you're like, okay, here are all the sides. These are the five I'm going to do, and I'm just going to not get any of the other ones. So I'm just going to make those five. I'm yeah. like, I'm not going to make all the shit that no one likes. I'm not going to make fucking green bean casserole. <laughs> That's I... still a lot of sides, though, <laughs> to eat. 
What's that? Mm, to me, a lot of sides to eat. Yeah. You don't. You don't need that many sides. Like people who do, unless you're hosting a huge thing. People who do like mac and cheese and green bean casserole. It's like no, you don't need that. Yeah, I think you can cover your bases with four or five sides. Yeah, I'm saying that's too much for a regular meal, but I understand it for Thanksgiving because you do like all those things. Like, if I think about what I like, I like roast uh, vegetables, I like mashed potatoes, stuffing, uh, Brussels sprouts. Like, I want too many things, probably. That's true, but especially with stuff like mashed potatoes and stuffing, the nice thing about that is... If you make it and have leftovers, I- I'm usually a person who never d- dives into leftovers. If there's like a leftover, you know, if I make too much, whatever, fish or steak or whatever, yeah. I'm probably not going to go back and eat more of that later. But if I have a tub of just mashed potatoes and a separate tub of just stuffing, I will use that as a side dish for other meals I'm making for like two weeks, you know? That's true. Mm. That is true. Like, you, you dip, can't go you dip wrong your hot with just... dogs in all that gravy. <laughs> I mean, listen, the other day I had leftover mashed potatoes and I had my own, my homemade uh, chipolata sausages and I just made bangers and mash and it was fucking awesome. That does mm, sound pretty good. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm actually not even thinking about Thanksgiving yet. I'm going over to our mother's because mm-hmm. this is the first year since her husband passed away. So yep. I kind of want it to be not as bleak as it otherwise could be. Oh, we're getting into some dark territory here. Pull up. (laughs) All I'm saying is I live a hermetically sealed lifestyle now, so I feel pretty (laughs) confident in going and spending time with other people who also don't really go out at the moment. Yeah, Um, Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so I think that'll be fine. And uh, so I haven't started thinking about that, except that I'm going to make extra cookies, of course, and freeze the dough and then bake those up right in time for Thanksgiving. So that saves me some work there. Mm-hmm. Could you put all of that dough together into like a turkey shape and then cook it as a giant cookie turkey? <laughs> oh my god. Can you imagine how disgusting that would be? <laughs> uh, I've had tofurkey, Louisa, so I can imagine exactly how disgusting that would be. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, I imagine it burned on the outside, but then as he cut into it, it's just raw dough that oozes out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, wait, are we still talking about tofurkey? <laughs> Gross. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> what it uh, is. Yep. Anyway, it's super exciting to buy, like, I need a whole bag of flour and a whole bag of sugar and two pounds of chocolate chips. So mm-hmm. I've been enjoying I'm that. telling you, Louisa, everything except the running a business part of running a bakery business, you would be so into. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just need an angel <laughs> investor to mm-hmm. not only give me the money, but also do all the work of setting up a business. <laughs> That's all I need. All right, Jeff. <laughs> me? Over to you. <laughs> I don't have any money. <laughs> uh... Oh my god, no! (laughs) Anyway, so that's my little project that I will be doing. Uh, I'm going to do some of the prep work today, some of it tomorrow, all the baking tomorrow, and then off those cookies go to hopefully make people's holiday a little brighter. Um, Yeah. Uh, Jeff, what did you do this week? Oh boy. Uh, Yesterday I finished playing Carrion. Uh, it was, it's on Xbox Game Pass. Um, I don't, is, is that, would you say carry on or carry on? Carry on. Okay, that's what I figured, but I don't want to sound stupid. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit. What the premise of this game is you play as a horrible, like, made of teeth and eyes goo monster, like in the thing. Yep. Um, and it is set up like a Metroidvania, except, like, the hot, like, 
it looks and sounds like a horror game, but you're the monster, so it's less horrifying. It is still a little horrifying when you just, like, burst into a room and cut some people in half and eat them. Um, <laughs> yeah, and and the people you're fighting against, the, like, scientists or whatever, our, they, they are, um... Like, they get smarter as you go through, and <laughs> sometimes they'll bust out in one of those, like, carrier mechs like they had in Alien, and <laughs> they have, like, a minigun strapped to the top of it, and you're like, oh shit, I'm afraid, for real. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, the monster, am actually afraid of this. Uh, but then it, like, the, all these ideas are explored pretty well, like... Um, you get, you, when you first encounter one of those robots, it's terrifying and really hard to beat. But then, uh, eventually you get to the point where, like, the people aren't in them when you come in the room, so you can, like, take over one of the people's minds and then get in the mech and kill everyone else as that person in the mech. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so, like, I don't know, it's fun, it's only, like, Four or five hours long, um, and I think that if you are out there and you have Game Pass, worth it. Uh, or if it's extremely on sale on the Switch, worth it. Um, but I, I am like, have you ever played a game where you're like, everything that's in this game feels great, but they don't explore any of the ideas all the way? Mm, yeah, I guess. You mean it doesn't seem to have an overall message? No, it's just like... It doesn't, all of the game mechanics feel good, but none of them are taken to, like, the extreme logical conclusion. Like, if you play Mario, anytime there's a gimmick introduced in a Mario level, they squeeze every bit of juice out of that gimmick that they possibly can, if not in that level, definitely by the end of the game. And you're like, there's no other possible fun thing you can do with a cherry that splits you into two Marios. They've done all of them. Um, yeah, I, I felt playing through it like I wanted all, like, at every moment I wanted there to be just a screen you could go into where you could just fuck up a hundred scientists and just be, like, a huge, horrible blob monster. And, like, they never really gave you that. Yeah. Like, they kept on ramping up the difficulty in proportion to how much more powerful you were getting. And I really wish that there was a moment as you got super powerful where they would, like, drop you back into one of the early rooms where there was just scientists running away from you and be like, now you are a beast and you can just do whatever you want for a little <laughs> while. Yeah, I, um, I, I, I like, uh... I like the idea of you getting more and more powerful, but uh, I did like how it ended, so that was quite nice. Uh, if you get to the end, it's it's a quite satisfying ending. Um, but, you know, worth a shot, I guess. Um, are we ready for a wiki? I think so. Yeah, I think so. All right, let's bring up our wiki randomizer. I also, like, when I got on the call today, was like, oh no, I forgot to post last week's episode. So, oh no. Uh, the audience, uh, at the time we're recording this, doesn't know that we did famine last week, but by the time they hear this, they'll know. Yeah, uh, and this week, yeah, this week we've got Familypedia, the genealogy wiki. Okay, yeah. this is some. Extremely for grandma shit, sounds like. Yeah. I wonder if it's trying to... Unless this is fan fiction. <laughs> God. <laughs> the largest semantic wiki for genealogy. You can create articles about your ans... No, sorry, that's Louisa's job. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, welcome to Familypedia. Um, the background is like a sepia tone uh, tile of very tiny pictures of people from the past, I'm assuming. 
Uh, welcome to Familypedia, the largest semantic wiki for genealogy. We're currently working on 269,305 articles. Uh, Considering how many ancestors there are, that's not that many. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, yeah, here- but how many of them are notable enough to write an article about is the real question. It doesn't say they have to be notable. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I mean, they need to be notable in that you need to be able to write notes about them to put it on this <laughs> oh, wiki. <laughs> I see. Now I understand. Now I, I'm on the trolley. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so here you can keep your family history research organized, evergreen, accessible, and collaboration ready. Um, this is a place where you can create articles about your ancestors and easily link them to other articles about relatives and where and when they lived. Uh, you can connect with other people, connect to their articles. This sounds very suspicious because who's going to double check you when you start making up fan fiction about your own family? Yeah, this is my great grandfather, Mickey Mouse, uh, <laughs> Naru- Naruto Kowalski. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, if you could get that approved on here, I bet you could go to some dumbass court in Texas and be like, Mickey Mouse is my family's property. <laughs> Look at this uh, Wikipedia for evidence. <laughs> uh, so, there's, no, there's no category for Kowalski. Oh, man. Uh, one line is, this site aspires to be truly global with active contributors and information from several cultures and languages and all four hemispheres. I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is almost all white people who are going to be interested in this, right? Yeah, it's just oh, yeah, if for it sure. aims to do that. It's not saying it does it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It would like for this to be a global thing. Here's the thing about people's genealogy. Uh, unless you're white, there is a big gap wherein you were... Uh, uh, had crimes done to your entire uh, ethnic category, so like That's it's hard true. to trace genealogy back after a certain point. Yeah. That's true. Although, not true for East Asian countries, which were mostly isolated from European colonialism. Yeah. Mm, well, isolated for a while, and then, right. you know, opium <laughs> wars and whatnot. <laughs> I feel like if you are a Chinese person, you could trace your lineage back, like, a long while. Yeah, probably. I mean, Maybe. yes, for sure. There's there's not a part in there where just, like, France was in there just killing every Chinese family or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to get into Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's true, actually. Did France go to war with China at some oh, point? They definitely Almost were in certainly. Vietnam, weren't they? Yeah. Fuck. They must have at least thought about it. <laughs> Like, should we? No. But maybe. (laughs) They're very big, and they've got a lot of things we don't understand, like gunpowder. Oh man, can you imagine just, like, rolling up with swords and horses to China, and they have, like, fireworks and guns? The thing that's wild is that China could absolutely have, like, dominated the entire globe, like, culture forever if they had just not sold gunpowder or the secrets of making gunpowder to Europeans. <laughs> well, uh. they did They did take over and hold on to a section of the world that now a billion people live in, so... That's true. That is true. Pretty yeah. good. Oh, man. Uh, anyway, let's, uh, did you guys find your family on here yet? Yeah, well, I looked up Heron, and there's a couple entries. Yeah. Mm. The only notable one is Helen Louise Heron, who <gasps> married William Howard Taft. <laughs> Whoa! There's also John Williamson Heron. Yeah, not notable, is what I've decided. Born May 10th, though, just like Oh me. my god! Makes you think. The signature of all ancestors. Yeah. I, for some people reason, got- People are almost certainly not related to these people. Yeah. Well, you might be. I mean, it's possible. Uh, 
I, for some reason, got to a page titled Paramus High School, Paramus, New Jersey, Class of 1976, and it starts with Class of 1976 Deaths. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wait, was that the class that Carrie was in and killed everyone? All the senior yeah. class? Mm, rest in peace. Uh, that no, is... she didn't. Do you not remember how that movie <laughs> Oh, she yeah, no. She, <laughs> she burned in hell. <laughs> uh, no, she busts out of the grave, right? Isn't yeah. that how that movie ends? Yeah, but the gravestone says Carrie White burns in hell, uh, is the yeah. joke I was making, instead oh, of rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, the first one is Thomas Riley, Red Link, 1958 to 1977, age 19, died after breaking his neck in a swimming pool accident. Oh, fuck! Yeah, Sorry, he yeah. died- I'm just trying to clarify what's happening now. You're reading about the causes of death of some strangers in a high school I've never heard of? Is that what's going uh, on? Yeah, he died the day Star Wars came out. What is the point of this? Like, a lot of people died the day Star Wars came out. Why do we care about this guy? Christ. How is this person yeah, related to you, Jeff? You, he's not. I just somehow you... got... I clicked a link and I'm on this article. How did you find this? Is this the high school uh, that you went to or one of your parents no. or something? I, I looked up Kowalski and oh. it was the thing that seemed like it might be relevant because uh, my dad is from this area. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I but don't no. think so. The only okay. Kowalski on the list is Kim Kowalski. And she died. Uh, nope, she's not on the deaths list. She's That's fine. drag performer, uh, persona, is that right, Jeff? I don't think Ooh. I have the same last name. <laughs> yeah. What? You want to have, have a fun last name. Yeah. Performer. Yeah. Alright, fair enough, fair enough. So... And now I'm trying to think of one. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Using your last name or No. No, not use it. I don't think it would have to be related to my name at all. The problem is I keep trying to think of ones that start with Jeff now, but that is, again, antithetical to the whole point of what we're doing. Not really. Boobs, <laughs> boobs McGillicuddy. <laughs> oh, God! You worked that long and that didn't go over? The longer I think, the worse oh my, my ideas God. are. <laughs> yeah. I was oh, trying man. to work beard in there somewhere. Beard? There, Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Because Jeff gotta, has a beard? Yeah, exactly. He's not going to shave his beard for his drag persona. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Then I would look like a little baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... Are there any drag performers with beards? Oh, for sure. Yeah, but I don't that's know That's a good look. I think so. If it's very well manicured, sure. Yeah. I feel I'm like makeup, at... makeup and a beard is a cool look that, like, no one will ever do. Yes. Did you watch that show Baskets, where Zach Galifianakis plays a clown? <laughs> not, not that kind of makeup, Jeff. <laughs> it's very a very funny joke on my part, though. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, I got a random page. Are we ready for that? I guess uh, so. No, I, I want to figure out if you guys... I want to see if you guys are related to Helen Heron Taft. How? Caroline Manning or Helen Taft Manning are either of those relatives of yours? <laughs> Uh, probably not. <laughs> Why? Damn. How would we know? <laughs> I don't know. You'd recognize the name? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is that's happening makes sense. Yeah, I don't know that's any true. Heron lineage outside of Newcastle in the north of England. Yes. So maybe one of these people came to America from northern England, you know, 200 years ago or whatever, but we don't possible. know it. We yeah. don't know it enough to say anything about it. I know we have some Irish family that went to Chicago, but enough generations removed that, like, I don't care. <laughs> I yeah. haven't thought of that. I'm it. pretty sure that that guy uh, in Gangs of New York with the big hat was one of our ancestors. <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis? Yeah, Daniel Day Lewis <laughs> is one of our ancestors. Sure. Wow. Why not? Yeah. 
<laughs> he got really into the role. Yeah. <laughs> he got he was so method that he replaced the DNA in history with his own <laughs> DNA. That's how you grew that uh nice goatee. It's true. That's why I can do a handlebar mustache so good. <laughs> I got a random page, and my random page is Thomas Gerbrands, circa 1681 to, and then there's no death date. Oh my gosh! To this day! A vampire. Yep. Wow. Thomas Gerbrands was born circa 1681. He married Sarah Tunison. Tunison? Maybe. Who was also born 1681. Neither of them have death dates. So, these are some immortal ass motherfuckers. I like that on this real wiki for supposedly real people, there is a little uh, abilities chart, just the same as if this is an anime. Yep, that yep. is true. I really I like, like his special skills is an important man in the Protestant religion. <laughs> I like that that's nice in work. quotes. Yes. I mean, that's gotta be what it says on, like, his... I was gonna say tombstone, but if they had a tombstone, they'd have a death date. Uh, footnotes! Footnotes for his date of birth, estimated based on son's age. Oh, damn! So we don't even know if this is when he was born. Where's Mm. his son? (laughs) That's a good question. Thomas Gerbrandt's, circa 1711. Yeah, there's a section for children right below. Did they estimate this guy's birth date based on his, his, like, or how far, how many sons up do we have to go till we know when they were born? (laughs) Yeah. That's a good question. Wait, it changed from Gerbrands to Gerbrands in the two generations. Yeah, Ellis Island. Oh, that makes sense. (laughs) Fucking, there's not enough information here. It, yeah. The son was born in uh, Hertogenbosch, sorry, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, in the Netherlands, and... Is this a family from the Netherlands? There's fucking no information. Where are these people from? God damn it. Uh, I, I really know, love his, it, his skills. skills. Yeah, scandalous politician and mayor, later an apparent ghost. <laughs> 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 yeah, this is definitely like somebody heard about a haunting in their town of North Brabant, Netherlands. <laughs> or I guess that's the county. Hertenbosch. Her, mm, Hertogenbosch. Yeah. Hertogenbosch is a great name for a band, a death metal band called Hertogenbosch. I'd listen to that. Oh, no, sorry. It is apostrophe esh dash Hertogenbosch. It's pronounced Sertogenbosch. Is oh, it? Oh, cool. Oh, fuck. Uh, it is colloquially known as Denbosch, meaning the forest. I now knight you Sertogenbosch. Oh, it's a contraction of Des Hertogenbosch, which right, means the deep forest. <laughs> okay, great. Oh man, this oh, wiki man. is uh, comedy poison. Is what this special, is. special skills uh, turning into a ghost is a great <laughs> special skill, though. <laughs> we all want that skill. Yeah, we all have the potential to have it if you think about it. There, but for the grace of God, none of us literally. Knows, we all find yep. out. <laughs> Because if you had the grace of God, you wouldn't be a ghost, am I right? That's true. Is that true? What if God sent you to uh, do unfinished business on his behalf? Now, I think being on the earth as a ghost is being in limbo. That's been kind of established, right? Like will-o'-the-wisps? Was Jesus just doing God's unfinished business on earth? Yes. Wow, pretty good. Okay, cool. (laughs) I'm glad we got that theology out of the way. I got a random page. Prudent Sedgwick, 1724 to 1802, slash tree. Oh, is she a tree? 
Uh, yeah. Sedgwick, so. Yeah. Her like father's name is Ebenezer Sedgwick. Oh my god, I love it. No, just incredible. Oh no, you're right. I'm reading it backwards. Yeah, I had trouble with that too. I had to go by the years. Um, these, this is, oh, of the Connecticut Sedgwicks from Hartford. Sure. <laughs> uh, oh, she died on September 11th, 1802. Oh man, was she in the towers? <laughs> <laughs> Was that no? about her? That, uh, what that movie was called? Remember Sorry. Me? Rain Over yes. Me? Yes. <laughs> Remember Me, Wait. Damn it. Yeah, Rain Over Me is another one, though, where it's not a twist. <laughs> His family dies in 9-11 at the beginning of the movie instead of him dying in 9-11 at the end as a twist. Yeah. Oh, God, I don't ever want to see Remember Me because in my mind, it's like a bunch of people, like... People in the background have flip phones and like NSYNC is on the radio and then like you're like, oh, it all came together at the end. It was actually the summer of 2001 the whole time. Yeah, I'm imagining a scenario where routinely throughout the movie people loudly announce like, thank goodness no one has ever made a credible terrorist threat against the United States of America. (laughs) Man. Uh. We just went through the election in New York and elected Rudy Giuliani as mayor, recently. Yep. Maybe someday he'll be America's mayor, they say. <laughs> oh, Christ. I'm, I'm just imagining, like, Zack Snyder's Watchmen movie, but for the year 2001. Yep. Uh, so I have a random page, let's not talk about this movie. No, I want to know more about Ebenezer and Prudence Sedgwick. Oh, you can't. There's, no- there's, there's nothing to know. Yeah. Uh, Oh, they're so appropriate for what you would expect. That are, can they be real? They sound extremely fictional. Yeah, they do. Um, she married. Oh, man, wouldn't that be the ultimate 4D chess of fan fiction to come to a page like this and just start putting your fan fiction into yeah, the the real world? You're already no estimating one... when people might be born based on when what age they probably had children. Why not just fill in some names you don't know? Why not? Yeah, I mean, like, Jeff was joking earlier, but if you didn't do Mickey Mouse Kowalski and you just was like, oh yeah, we're, like, Jeff, you could go in right now and be like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm descended from Agatha Kowalski, mm-hmm. who was that the... Traditional Polish name, Agatha. Butter churner in... Yeah, go on. Salem, Massachusetts. In... He has to roll all of his story dice to get these prompts. 1581. <laughs> okay. Uh, Prudence Cedric married Amos Kellogg and uh, had a bunch of children whose last name was Kellogg. But I don't think think any of them made, um, uh, what do you call it, temperance foods. Was Snap, Crackle, and Pop her kids? (laughs) Dumb. Yes. Uh, uh, is, is that a Kellogg oh, Hold on, I need to look up if Kellogg. Yeah, that might be post cereal. No, post is a different brand. Mm. Yeah, no, what? That's, the, Jeff. that's what Jeff was. Yeah, saying. that's what I'm Jeff saying. <laughs> Damn it! You didn't um, get me. You thought you got me, but you did. didn't get me. I was like Kellogg's is, first. Kellogg's is Rice Krispies. You guys, so fucking suck it. Nice. Right. No, thank you. No. Um, all right, give don't, us your random page. Don't suck on those uh, Rice Krispies, because they... Oh, gross. Yeah, they'll when get you, soggy. No, when you suck on them, they have little air bubbles, and you'll pop them, and then they, like, suction onto the side of your mouth, and it's oh, so horrible. Oh, that does hurt. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, that rules. I love that feeling. I live for it. Ew. Gross. You're a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> this is why all Jeff's movies feature cereal so prominently. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, so I got a random page, and it is Lawrence T. Nichols, who is a person born in the 20th century. This person lived from 1905 Incredible. to 1983. Uh, Lawrence T. Nichols was born 20th of April, nice 420, blaze it, to Charles Nichols <laughs> and Helene Barbara Trump, and died the day after Christmas, 1983, uh, mm. of unspecified causes. Ooh, mysterious. Too Ancestors are from- it. What? He blazed it too much. He died of blazing it. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, he OD'd on weed. Yeah. <laughs> His ancestors are from Germany, comma, the Holy Roman Empire. Not sure what they mean by that, but... Yeah, probably both Germany and the Holy Roman Empire, not Germany, which is in the Holy Roman Empire. Although that would be cool, too. Also, neither of those really mean anything when we're talking about the fucking 20th century, right? I mean, Germany. I mean, Germany exists. means something. <laughs> I was more thinking of the Holy Roman Empire at that point. <laughs> like, it's pretty wild to say neither of them mean something <laughs> when a full 50% of them do, in fact, mean something. Yes, yes, I know. Um, <laughs> so this person has their father and mother listed, but no children or anything. You have to click over to the Descendants tab. Why wouldn't they be mentioned on the main page? Is George Clooney in this know. one? What? Why would he be? Isn't he in a movie oh, called Oh, I Descendants? get it. Yeah, okay. I get it now. <laughs> <sighs> I don't yeah. think that this is the uh, the president's Trump family. It's a different New York Trumps. Yeah, it is. Yeah, didn't the president's Trump's family only come over like two generations ago or something? Yeah. So. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Duh. So, uh, don't yeah, this, to say about him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I will say he is the most filled out of any of the pages we've seen so far. If you click on his tree, everyone is a live link. Wow. That's true, yeah. I mean... I wonder, is he famous, so maybe? No, I don't think so. I think someone who's directly related to him filled all this out, is what I think. Yeah. They went back and filled out, out all the way back to Johann Georg Trump in 1751. <laughs> That's pretty good. Can I well, say this? He's related to Johann Conrad Bach. Pretty good. Is that a famous person? I don't know, but it's a cool name. <laughs> Was Johann Georg like the like a common combo? Because there's Johann Georg Trump and Johann Georg Bach both on this list. Probably. <sighs> Johann Georg Trump again, named f- named for his grandfather. <laughs> Same dude. Same dude. Oh whoa! He's yeah. his own grandpa. Yeah, <laughs> oh my weird. god. <laughs> he invented that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> This might be the wiki we've done the least good job of talking about. Yeah, really. It's, I feel like my it's, brain's not working. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so boring. It's so boring as a wiki. But, yeah. like, it would be interesting to just explore for a while. It's just not interesting to talk about. Yeah, that's true. I, mean, I don't like, know if it would be interesting to explore for a while. I think you're going to find only Western European ancestors of people you've never heard of, but the people who filled out this wiki are related to them. I think there's lots of people who are interested in this kind of stuff, and I'm just not one of them. But, like, I think that if you were filling out your own family tree and you got to one and it was already a link and there was a real article for that person already, you'd be so excited. That's true. But then also, like, there's absolutely no way that this is a more elaborate, like, genealogy website than all of the other genealogy (laughs) websites out there. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. That's true. But those ones all are scams, right? We've all agreed that they're scams to get money from grandmas? No. Like, Um, Ancestors.com is definitely just a scam to get your, like, personal information so it can crack your... I mean, maybe, but Ancestry.com will, like, connect you uh, via, like, DNA testing to people. Yeah, for money. 
Right. Scam money. <laughs> okay. I mean, is it a scam if they do the thing that they said they'll do? I mean, they do do the thing of, like, Do-do. hey, like, we... <laughs> Got him. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, we'll match you up with your with your DNA testing, and then they do it, and then at the bottom it's like, this is 95% inaccurate. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's real. I have. I uh, listen. All DNA testing is like ninety five percent inaccurate. <laughs> it just is. How? What do you mean? How? It's all. It's all based yeah, on guesses. Like, unless you're trying to compare one DNA strand to another DNA strand, if you're like, yeah, your ancestry dates back to like Sweden, it's all based on like probability and statistics, not actual provable genomes. So yeah. Right. Like, so- yeah, that's fair. Finding your other relatives is comparing DNA to DNA, though. Uh, I suppose, but I think that there are legal barriers to actually comparing your DNA to another person's DNA, and so they do it all through, like, statistical modeling instead. No, it's like, if you sign up for one of these services, one of the things you can do is be like, yes, put my DNA in the database to find relatives. Yeah. I know someone who found a, a cousin they didn't- a first cousin they didn't didn't know they had this way. Mm, <laughs> but did cool. this first cousin ask them for, like, a loan for a business and then disappear mysteriously afterwards? Yeah, did they were they a Nigerian the, prince. Did they yeah, show wow. up at their door smoking a cigarette and wearing a pork pie hat? Um, I just think that that would make family reunions very awkward to discover that, like, yeah, exactly. ooh, one of my aunts and uncles has a secret love child. Yeah, they <laughs> say that's the main thing people find through, like, really looking into family histories. Find reasons to not love your uncles and aunts anymore. <laughs> mm, uh, uh, do I have uncles and aunts? <laughs> um, I don't care I about. I feel like them. you'd have to have a. How do you not have a whip fast answer to that question? Jeff? I certainly know that my mother has siblings, okay. but like. Do I care about them enough to consider them my aunts and uncles? I don't think you. I don't think you get to have an opinion on this one. Yeah, I don't think that's a uh, title that you choose, like say boyfriend yeah. or wife. It's a Those title that you chooses choose. you. <laughs> I guess uh, Aunt Ruth was pretty cool, and Uncle Bo is fine. All right. I don't think I've met the rest of them. That's probably fine. <laughs> I've been distracted this whole time because I'm getting many, many ads for a video game called Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales Be Greater Be Yourself. I don't know how many of those words are the title. But uh, just the just the ones before B is not, and the ones after that are not. Yeah, just the Miles Morales one is the game that everyone wants on PlayStation 5, which is why I'm distracted, because during this recording, I got an email saying my order was cancelled by Kohl's. So fuck them, and I'm very upset, but I'm trying not to show it and instead be funny. Do you still get the Kohl's cash? I do still get the Kohl's cash, so if That's anyone good. wants $180 worth of garbage from Kohl's, let me know. <laughs> Could you buy me a PS5 at Kohl's with that? <laughs> oh, man. So, no, but here's the thing I wanted to say. I thought Miles Morales was the uh, kid Spider-Man. The kid Spider-Man? Yeah, yeah. But he's like a full-grown mm-hmm. adult here, right? I mean... He's like he, an older teen. Yeah, he's he's the age Peter Parker was when he became Spider-Man. I mean, sure, that's what people say, but wasn't Peter Parker supposed to be, like, 16, but he always had the Spider-Man body of a full-grown adult? 
He, uh, <laughs> he in the comics looked like a, a sweater vest dweebo in the 60s when he was 15. Well, I mean, but when he's in the Spider-Man suit, he's always ripped to shreds, right? Oh, yeah. yeah so is Miles Morales. He's, That's what I'm he's saying! Got, he's got the powers of a spider, Louisa. <laughs> like, like being sexy. spider. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen fat on a spider? <laughs> What would that even I mean, look that's a like? Good point. That's Don't crazy. you remember the those scene abs in... are chitin, God damn it! <laughs> Don't you remember sense. the scene in the first one where Tobey Maguire flexes in front of a mirror, completely confused as to why he's so jacked? That's true. Yeah. But he was he like forty skin. when he played that role, right? <laughs> I know. He's I think he was like twenty-five. Yeah. Tobey Maguire was such a shitty choice for that movie. I know. We, a lot we've about gone him. over that you don't yeah. like that good movie, man. I know. I know. I'm just still upset about it, and I'm upset about my PlayStation. So I'm just venting my anger in general. I'm just gonna. Uh, here's what I'm gonna do. Expert level, big brain. I'm just gonna get this Miles Morales game for the PlayStation Four because it also came out on the PlayStation Four. That's true. But I don't want to. Yeah, I want to get a yeah, PlayStation yeah, 5. No, fair you enough. Can't, you can't listen to Jeff because he'll make sacrifices like buying Breath of the Wild on the Wii U. Yeah, that's the mistake that I don't want to make. That's yeah. exactly the mistake I don't want to make. Okay, but like, do I want to play Breath of the Wild the day it comes out? Or do I want to wait four months? Because that was the length of time between me getting Breath of the Wild and me finally getting a Switch. Yeah, wait four months. Yeah, but now you're now you're trapped in a forever prison of playing a worse version. <laughs> of the greatest game of all time. That's true. It's worse in that, like, some of the grass doesn't move as much. And it's, it's worse thing. if you can't play it while you're scootering around town like a bon vivant. Like, yeah, I, know you wanna do. I know you want to do. Wearing your beret. God, that's true. I really do. <laughs> yep. Damn it. <laughs> I got I you just, there. I just, I don't have that good life. True. Is that what bon vivant means? Probably. Good liver? <laughs> Is it good liver? Yeah, I mean, basically, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because most French people have very bad livers because they drink so much wine. <laughs> this is stupid. Dumb, dumb podcast. All right, are Get we em. done? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Please. Take that, All France. Right. <laughs> Somebody's finally taking France down a peg. Yep. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes um, and uh, let your friends know about the show so that we can continue to grow. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod, uh, or you can message us if you want to join our Discord and talk to us directly. I'm on Mastodon, so you can get a hold of me there. It's Matt Heron at Mastodon.online. You could go on Snapchat or Instagram, JeffJK. Or go to mastodon.cloud slash, nope, mastodon.social slash at jeffjk. Uh, that's, uh, that's my stuff. All right, you can find me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. All right, gang. Well, thanks for uh, listening to the show. Please come back next week. In the meantime, please remember to keep your pockets on Shrek. Don't read the comments. Do your job! 